Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a podcast about our game of the year, one month at a time. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's popping? Popcorn. That's a really good start. Hell yeah. It's popping. We usually start things off the same way, but I want to twist it up a little bit. Uh, this is not only about our game of the year list, of course. This is also about video game industry news, the whole nine yards. We just talk about video games for a couple hours every month. And uh, this month, to be honest, it's a little light for what we're playing, so I want to talk about what we're hyped for. we got a big month coming up. It's November. We're recording this here on November 2nd. And we are a week away from the biggest release of the year, arguably. And we all know what that game is. Let's say it on three. One, two, three... Sonic Harvest Frontiers. Bella. I was expecting you to say God of War. Now my joke's not as funny well, because you went in the same was, direction. That's what I knew you were expecting. Yeah. So then I threw a curveball in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gotta, I gotta keep you on your toes. You gotta listen to two months ago when I played that Harvestella demo to get my thoughts on it. But uh, Harvestella does come out November fourth, and it is a piece of actual garbage that's not fun go play yeah, star ocean or valkyrie elysium if you're looking for a double a rpg this year harvestella ain't it motherfucker ain't it yeah, not um however on november 8th we get sonic frontiers baby now colin you're not excited about this at all not in the slightest. Do you have no. any sort of like history with Sonic games? Have you ever played one? No, I've never played a Sonic. You've never game. played any <laughs> Sonic game? Not a single one. Never. Damn, that's so crazy. What a cra- what yeah. a staggering statistic. I hate that for you. We can do better. You deserve better. Ah, it's ah. okay. I'll leave it, you know, I'll leave it for the other people that enjoy it. That's fair. Uh, I'm super fucking hot on this, honestly. Uh, everybody knows that. I've been champion in this game for quite a while i still think it's going to be the best sonic game that's come out in a very long time which i understand is not a very difficult task to accomplish yeah, not a, in not a high bar is it recent years no no it's not a very high bar but uh i mean the best one is what sonic mania that was what 20 that's like for the best like 2d like renaissance one that one's kind of up there with like the original trilogy and sonic cd for a lot of people um yeah 3D Sonics have had some problems in the past. The most recent one is 2017 Sonic Forces, which I played through on stream just a couple of weeks ago to kind of, uh, I don't know, freshen up in my head where we were at last when 3D Sonic was coming out, which I thought would be like an interesting exercise as I go into Frontiers to see where we've come from most recently because there has been a pretty big gap since releases, but there's some good games in there that are mixed in like Sonic Unleashed. People really love Sonic Adventure one and two are absolute classics to me. And uh, I don't know, this game's looking like a return to form. Uh, I'm excited that they're trying something new and it looks like it's had enough time in the can to come out in some kind of a polished state. I mean, time will tell. I, I still think I, my main takeaway with where we're at with Sonic frontiers is that we are on the horizon of the best Sonic, I guess the best 3D Sonic game to come out in over a decade, which I think is a cool little accolade to have. And I mean, I'll have full impressions for it next month, without a doubt. I'll probably have completed it by then. But um, I, I just really 
want to emphasize my <laughs> childlike hype that I have for this video game. It brings me back. It makes me feel like a kid again with how excited I am for fucking Sonic Frontiers because I've always been excited for 3D Sonic games. But this one feels similar to the way that I felt in the past when I was getting hyped for like Sonic Adventure, or Sonic Adventure 2, or Sonic Heroes. It looks promising. And it's the first time I've felt that way in a very, very long time. So Sonic Frontiers, November 8th. Now, we teased it. Why don't you take it away? Are, are you like super hype off of God of War right now? Is that is that yeah, where you're at? Uh, We're exactly a week away from God of War. We're six yeah, days we away from Sonic. Uh, you know, I'm very excited for this. I actually, I got a collector's edition. Did you go and, for it? What's it have like an Atreus I, statue or some shit? I canceled it actually. Um, <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> it has the Thor hammer, and I was like, that Thor hammer sucks. Actually, hold on. I'm going to stand up real quick and get the statue from the first, the God of War 2018. Do it. Do it. If you're not listening to the video version, if you're not watching the video version, you're missing out on Colin Midrift content, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Ignore all the dust that's on it, if you can see it. But this is a dope statue, right? Yeah, she's all right. Like, (laughs) it's a pretty good statue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a statue Um, guy, it's great. Yeah, I love it, right? The hammer, boring, absolutely boring. Just, just boring, man. Uh, uh, so I decided seething that takes wasn't for me on God of War yeah. Ragnarok Collector's Edition. Tough luck um, for my guy. Yeah, so I canceled the Collector's Edition pre-order. I still have a, just a regular disc pre-order. Mm-hmm. You know me, I, I like my discs. Um, but yeah, I'm super this. excited for it. I think I would be more excited for it if it were if it were like a summer release. To be honest, uh, just yeah. because that's when I have more time to play games. So I know I'm going to be behind the curve on this game. Um, okay. But it, it's coming out at a good time because it's kind of at the dead seat. It's it's kind of in the dead dead period for the season and Destiny. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have... Your God of War hype relies on a 2017 fucking multiplayer release. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm definitely going to be playing God of War. I'm very excited for it. I'm going to try to get through A Plague Tale uh, before it comes out. Just more on because, that soon. Yes, more on that soon. I love it. Um, but this looks like a perfect sequel. Yeah. I mean, a sequel is just iterating on what came before, and this looks like just wonderful iteration. More more enemy types, more combat options, uh, yeah. and in just a beautiful world. So I'm very There was a uh, embargo lifted late last week where a lot of people were basically allowed to go public on their hands-on time with the game for the first five hours uh and there were some pretty specific limitations that nobody seemed to break as far as i know when i was talking about impressions there were no revelations or anything like that nobody was like well this happens in hour three or zero specifics it was a lot of uh People saying this game is what you expect it to be that you've seen in these opening trailers. Um, More enemy variety like you were just talking about, Colin. But in addition to, it's very much more of the same, a little bit more polished, a little bit more variety is kind of what people are saying for better or worse. And a lot of people are saying, you know, for better. Some of the new Mm -hmm. um, functions of like your weapons, you've got some sort of like charge up attack with your ice uh, on the axe as well as a similar oh, thing oh, with fire. Oh, name, name the axe. Name the axe. Leviathan. I'm a fucking okay. gamer, bro. Blades I'm of Chaos. Just checking. Just checking. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, name name the head that's on on Kratos's hip. Mimir. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. 
Uh, for oh, sure. Good job. Name name good. the season that God of War Ragnarok takes place in. Thimble Winter. Thimble Winter. <laughs> nice work, buddy. <laughs> Thimble Winter is upon us. <laughs> Make sure that's your closing statement when I pitch it to you at the end of the show. Yeah, okay, <laughs> just yeah, rattle yeah, yeah. off Thimble Winter. Thimble Winter. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, super excited for this game. I have a confession to make. So uh, last week, I was like looking for like a tape I was watching all the God of War content for Ragnarok I was getting kind of hype and I was like you know what I should go back to God of War 2018 and just like hop in there for a couple minutes like I'd love to go like maybe I'll fight like a Valkyrie was my thought oh god you know? that's a bad idea let's just hop in there and see what's going on I've tried and, that uh, I never beat God of War 2018 <laughs> so you never beat it yeah no I looked at so the trophies. So you don't know the, you okay. don't know the twist. So, so spoilers incoming for God of War 2018. If you haven't beat it yet, spoiler warning. Don't do it. So what happened was, I believe what happened is I kind of fell behind on my God of War 2018 preview, uh, on my 2018 playthrough, and somewhere probably a week or two into playing it, the ending was spoiled for me, the Loki uh, reveal basically. Yeah. And. At the very end. I realized what happened when I booted up the game. I had saved at... I was inside the World Serpent is where my save was. Inside the World Serpent, in, like, the stomach. So I literally was like, where the fuck do I go? I looked around for a minute. I just had to do a little ice axe freeze and jump onto a thing, like a little jump puzzle type of deal. I got thrown up out of the fucking ice thing. And the first thing that I did back in 2018 when I hopped in here was I have the final fight with fucking Balder. That's his name, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> so I've literally, which is, that's actually the climax of the game. Yeah. Like, and I didn't realize it. I guess, like, the way that things were escalating and how I got to that point and then having, like, a two or three year gap in between when I last played it and then hopping in there, I just got in there and the first actual combat that I had was, like, a four-phase fight against the main antagonist of the game that resulted in this fucking death. And it didn't yeah. feel that climactic to me, but I think I gotta take that with a grain of salt because of the way that I experienced it. Absolutely. Not my, yeah. not my, favorite, not my favorite climax that I've ever experienced in a video game, but um, I crushed through it. And then I think because there's so much that happens after that as well, it didn't feel like the ending. Like I was still waiting for something else, like another, another shoe to drop as far as the it's ending like went. It's kind of like an epilogue to it. Yeah. Well, it's really fucking cool because you go to J Jotunheim? Jotunheim. Yeah. Jotunheim. And that Realm whole walk giant. and talk segment reminded me of why I fucking love God of War. Like, going yeah. and uncovering those cave paintings that has the revelation at the end where it's like Atreus next to Kratos' dead body. Like, all of the foreshadowing for what's to come in Ragnarok. Keeping in my head the entire time that I've got this, like, I don't know, this added sense of, like, I don't know. The fact that Ragnarok is basically upon us, like, we're weeks away from the game's release seeing the ending of that game with the context of the new game coming was really exciting to me. I loved the ending. I thought it was fucking awesome. Going back to the house after where they don't exactly guide you there, but they say that that's an option, like verbally, like that, that we've done it. Getting back there and actually just fucking going to sleep and then waking up to the dream and then having it be like a put in reverse and then saying years prior, you can go and continue your mission was really uh, a nice, pre a pretty nice touch. That Thor tease was 
hot, hot ticket. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, very, uh, very pleasant experience and super hype off of Ragnarok. Um, I really think I've been singing the praises of how much I'm going to play Sonic. And I do think I'm going to play a day of Sonic and then get right to God of War. I, I want to get back to that world. I, um, I've tried to go back and play God of War multiple times just because I want to mm. get the Platinum Trophy. Uh, that's a hard game to go back to. I'd go back, try to, to defeat a Valkyrie. Uh, not Nightmare. I don't yeah. remember. I, I can't remember how to fight anything. So it's one of those games that's like, if I ever go back to get the Platinum, it's a full playthrough. Yeah, just to I am. Um, I have plans to stream it on my Twitch channel, Jake Twitchin. Um, tomorrow night, in fact. I, I don't know if this web, this actual podcast will be up or in feeds by then. It should be, actually. Uh, this evening, live. Uh, I'm going to play the opening couple hours of God of War 2018 because I remember them being extremely strong. And again, I haven't experienced them in a very long time. And I'm, I'm into that right now. I'm into comparing these like previous games to their impending sequels. So like I did with playing Sonic Forces before Frontiers comes out, I think it'll be interesting to play the first couple hours of God of War 2018 and then compare it in a couple weeks or, in, you know, six, seven days to the opening hours of God of War Ragnarok and see how it stacks up because I hold the opening of God of War 2018 in a very, very high regard. And uh, I want to make sure that that still checks out. But November 9th, baby. You getting that November controller? 9th. No. No, nah, either. No, I'm, I'm. I've never been a big fan of like the special edition controllers like that. I'm surprised. Um, you seem like a guy who would have like a, a wall section of all the controllers. Yeah, I, I do seem like that kind of guy. I admit. You do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna get the, uh, the, edge controller though, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sense edge. That's right. Yeah, One ninety nine that. officially. Yep. Fair price. I think so. I think yeah. so. It's I, the the thing I'm most excited for is the uh like hot swap thumbsticks. Yeah. It it sure. finally puts up puts an end to everybody like wanting to tr- kill themselves because their thumbstick is broken. Yeah. You can just buy a new pack for 20 bucks and slip them in. Yeah, it's um, pretty good as long as the actual like piece that it slides into doesn't fuck up because that's the problem I think on the Xbox controller on the elite controller is that that thumbstick goes and you can replace the thumbstick, but the problem is the mechanism it's hooking into not the thumbstick itself. So it, it helps well, for wear and tear, but not for like, you can replace the entire, the entire thing on the PlayStation. It's hmm. the thumbstick and like the, uh, I don't know what it's called. We'll call it a gyroscope. I know that's the wrong word, sure. but it's the entire module of the thumbstick. It just pops out and you can replace the whole thing. Um, and then there are like thumbstick, cap changes that you can do with like yeah, yeah. and concave and everything larger um, so you got that range yeah. of motion pretty yeah. cool um you remember pentiment i do it's the obsidian game that's obsidian. another one of their smaller projects it's that's an adventure like, uh, game yeah yeah it's like a uh illustrated adventure game yes yes that's coming out on the 15th and it is obsidian which is now a microsoft thing and it's coming to game pass which is an interesting one i think this is one worth checking out um it kind of came out of nowhere when they announced it it was one of those ones that was just like straight up shown for the first time announced for the first time with gameplay and all at the xbox conference during summer games madness and uh since then not much more to show because the game is in the can and ready to rip it'll be out in a couple of weeks um i think i'll give that game a shot and have some opinions on it next month and it yeah. makes sense to do um 
you're in on goat simulators that does that stand true i mean in as in i think it's funny but i won't be buying it i'll wait till it's like for a free game one month and that's um, it for goat simulator but you will yeah, be buying I, dark pictures devil inside me yes in I'll, me i'll probably be <laughs> whoa devil devil oh devil in me oh no <laughs> um oops uh no yeah i'll be playing that uh yeah you know probably when it goes on sale again i've mm -hmm. been working through those dark pictures anthology games for a while now mm -hmm. i've still got the last one oh, what was the last one called man Ten man bucks if you can the last one no, uh, um, i know i'm gonna i'm gonna get it dark pictures fire within it's the army one or something like that it's so stupid it's 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 fuck. not fire within but <laughs> it is the army one I'm going to think um, of it during this episode without looking it up. Continue about why you're excited for Devil in Me. Uh, this one has some like new co-op things in it, very similar to The Quarry, which it's the same team that made The Quarry as made yeah. this game. They, they put out two of these this year, um, which The Quarry was not in the Dark Pictures anthology, but they all play the same. You know, a very yeah. like linear choice-based game, horror game. Uh, this one, This one looks like a Saw movie, though. Looks like you're trapped in a in a mansion of some sort and you're trying to escape it like a Saw movie. Uh, so it looks good. Yeah. Little nice, Hope. A nice, a nice short. Little Hope. I looked it up. No. No, that's that's the middle one. House of Ashes. Um, House of Ashes is the most recent one. Yeah. Hell yeah. That is the case. <laughs> yep. All right. Last thing to talk about for November is... November 18th, 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 I say, knowing 18th. for a fact it's the 18th, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, baby. Uh, which one are you getting, Colin? None! All right, probably. I'm getting Violet, don't worry, don't worry, I'm on it, I'm on it. I'm if excited. I got one, I would get Violet, just because I don't want to be a freaking motorcycle dog that runs, okay? Yeah, understandable, understandable, we use our wheels in this house um i'm really excited for pokemon we've talked about pokemon at length they've done a great job of showcasing like the nintendo trickle of pokemon information they keep on releasing new creatures new features new trailers different looks at characters it's just shaping up to be really incredible and you guys all know how fond i am of pokemon legends arceus which of course is still sitting pretty in my top three games of the year so i don't know if this one's going to outdo it it would be a tall order because this is going to be taking the best of classic Pokemon and the new stuff that Arceus has thrown out. It might be a better altogether package, but I will always cherish Legends for what it brought to the table and changing the way that Pokemon is played. Thank God it exists. Yeah. It is our gift from the Pokemon Company International. What a boring name. The Pokemon Company International? Yeah, that's a boring name. No, it's pretty good. No, what if... No. I, okay. no, I, I can't even come up with, like, a rebuttal to that. But, no, it's... <laughs> I was going to come up with, like, a comparison. Like, if... I don't know. The Boring Company. What if... Oh, that's an Elon Musk thing, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, they make tunnels and shit. Uh, all right, and let's talk about what we've been playing. I got, I got, I got a twist coming up. We each have a twist coming up. We both have adjustments to our game of the year <laughs> list. It's all fucking happening now. I talked about this game briefly last month, 
and it came out on, I think, uh, September 27th. We recorded in early October. I only played this game once, maybe twice. Since then, I have put in dozens and dozens of hours. I would say at least 30 hours into Grounded. Wow. It is so good. And let me tell you why. Grounded is a four, first or third person survival game where you play as like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style team of teens basically that are outside in a yard of like a house and you fight against primarily bugs and other creatures that are trying to cause you harm and the premise is supremely unappealing to me it's not a game that I ever thought I can't wait to play this it's a game where my friends had to force my hand to hop into this video game I urge you if this is a game where just looking at it visually or hearing about it doesn't appeal to you to still give it a shot because it is something spectacular and i've i'll be brief on this i want to pinpoint though why i think grounded is so special and it's because it does what minecraft and games like arc and all of these like survival like raft and these crafting games do that are i think kind of a dime a dozen these days which they all have this like very specific system of like, hey, you start off with this gear and then you use this gear to acquire materials that allow you to get better gear to kill these enemies that allow you to craft this armor, which allows you to craft this or kill this enemy, which lets you get this material to create better weapons that allow you to progress. It is all a very a ladder-based progression system, basically. And these things take place in... Oftentimes, more often than not, in a randomly generated world. Seeds and chunks and things like that. What's special about Grounded is that even though it follows some of those same rules, there is nothing randomly generated about this game. It is very much a procured environment. Everybody's Grounded world begins with the exact same layout. And you follow the exact same progression up the chain as far as like enhancing your weapons and your items and your base and whatnot and you still have that freedom of customizability where you can create a base within the environment that they give you which allows you to you know customize it and make it your own but what it adds is your sense of exploration because it's not randomly generated it's curated to follow a path the way that like a standard video game might so you almost have like levels of difficulty that you're like ascending through so you start off in the middle of what's essentially a garden in your backyard or not even a garden you're just kind of on the on the lawn and that's all well and good and you're fighting ants and whatnot and you end up making your way to like an anthill and your anthill is like your first big thing that you need to complete you got to get through this anthill you have to light up your way inside you have to collect something that's inside there from there you expand your travels to go to different departments you might have to wake your way to like a hedge like a shrub area where it's kind of like nighttime because it's all protected from the light different things happening there spiders all sorts of different enemies you eventually make your way to like a picnic table and the picnic table has a bunch of food and honey so there, there's bees there and new enemy types there's an area with like a gas leak so you need a gas mask there is a upper area where you need to pass through like a grill that has spilled over coals that adds like heat so you need to have like some sort of defense against the heat. It is creating an environment that is unlike any of these survival games that I've ever played before. And for me, that sense of progression that they have made makes all the difference in the world. This game plays so similarly to so many of those games, but 
in such a different way that it has the most satisfying progression ever. I feel like I'm playing through a story game with my three friends at the same time instead of playing something that we're going to eventually disband and start anew. It is a supremely incredible fucking game. Have you played any of like those kind of survival games before? I Crafting mean, yeah, games? I've played, I've played uh, Minecraft and Valheim and all sorts yeah, of Yeah, Valheim um, is super similar to like Valheim, I would say. I um, I think I am tired of the genre, though. I, will admit. I, I was absolutely in the same boat. But yeah. uh, with the story that's wrapped good, around this, yeah. I, I, prefer, I prefer a more curated experience like this than something uh, randomly generated, just because mm -hmm. if there's one thing that you need to upgrade and the thing that it takes to upgrade it is a 40-minute walk away, like, that's just annoying. Yeah. Um, so that is, that is very nice. There's a little bit of that, but really in the world that it gives you, nothing is more than like a six or seven minute walk away and there's traversal options to, to really figure it out. I, it's leading me to believe that at some point you're going to be able to tame these bugs too, which is going to be rad. I really want to ride an ant around. I think that'd be fucking awesome. But uh, it does it does very, very many cool and surprising things that... I was not expecting from a game like this. And I was looking at like the how long to beat. And apparently you can actually play through this game in like under 20 hours. Whereas we're not even halfway through it. And we're like 40 hours into it because we're just taking our time and fucking around and making a cool yeah, base. Building a base and, you yeah. Know. Having a blast. I'm, I was always a person that would just chill and build the base while everyone else is out. I'm a, doing I'm a fucking homebody too. I'm like, yeah, if you guys bring yeah. grass, we could use some like, <laughs> yeah. Give them a shopping list and send mm -hmm. them out. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Really cool, but yeah, extremely fun. I am blown away with how much I like Grounded, and uh, without going too far into spoilers, Grounded, as of right now, snuck its way into my top five games of the year. I've spent a lot of time oh. with it. Yeah, really, really digging it. And it's one of those things where I think it's also like, part of it is how you experience it, similar to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I played that with you and Jimmy and the fellers yeah. from Saturday Night Streams and all that. So it's like, you know, if I was playing Grounded alone, I probably wouldn't be that fond of it. But because it's a yeah. shared base building experience where we're actually progressing like a story, it's really interesting. The thing about Grounded versus Minecraft is that Minecraft is kind of one of those things where you can play it for as long as you want. I do feel like there's an end to Grounded. And I think that we're all sort of savoring our time with it and taking our time deliberately because we know we will reach a point where there's just nothing else to do with that game. But, which is yeah. bittersweet, but I think creates a better limited experience as opposed to a lesser unlimited experience so yeah, pretty sure. cool you've been uh digging into a game that's probably gonna make your list as well yes a plague tale requiem requiem um, requiem nice. uh okay give me the definition of requiem no <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest i don't, I don't know either um, i'll look it up but no, Requiem is, it's, it's really fun. If you played a Plague Tale Innocence, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Lots of environmental rats. puzzles, having to deal with rats uh, and fire and like different consumable items and whatnot. Uh, it, it, at its core, it is a story game about like, uh, like just the trials and troubles of life. Um, mm -hmm. It is exaggerated by the fact that there's a giant rat plague um going on and that you're happens you're, to the best of us one of your main characters has superpowers and can control the rats um Dope. but 
it uh it it is a wonderful wonderful experience the, the bond between amicia and hugo is amazing uh the characters amicia. that you meet along the way amicia no um <laughs> but uh i've watched I, you play some of it game. it's pretty cool it's yeah it's great i i would say it's a little like a lot gross of people, it is a little gross at times um i would compare it if i'm going to compare it to anything gameplay wise i would say it's kind of similar to the last of us part one and it's kind of clunky moving around there's lots of story in between pretty much every Mm. like gameplay encounter um and like there's a resource management uh, you're you're exploring these pretty linear areas to find supplies and whatnot. So I would say more or less it's a double A playing. Uh, it, it's like if Last of Us was a double A game, um, but that's not an insult to it at all. Uh, this game is wonderful. The first one is wonderful. I, I, I have a full playthrough of the first game, Plague Tale Innocence, on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and I am also uploading a playthrough of this game currently, and we're about yeah. halfway there. I would say. It's a, um, I'll give you some credit too because it's kind of a good game to watch. Like it, it is very like I don't know. I feel like you don't get that much more out of playing that game is my guess than you do yeah. out of like watching it. Like it's a good I feel like it's a good like couples game. Like if they're if your significant other would be into a story like this, it probably wouldn't be so bad for someone to sit on the couch and just watch it as well. That kind of thing. Absolutely. It's it's um at its core, it's the story that's important in this game. Mm. It's not the gameplay. Um, and also, if you're watching the video version, uh, he's playing the trailer for A Plague Tale Innocence. Oh! Um, so, not, not a Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> Close enough, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do that again. We'll do that again. Um, Classic. <laughs> uh, I can understand how you might get it mixed up. They're uh, very but this similar. This is just a, a direct continuation of the first game. It picks up like three months after the first game. Nailed it. First try. Um, it's a beautiful game. A few of the complaints I have with it is it's locked at 30 frames on next-gen consoles. Mm. I Personally, I don't think that should be a thing. I, I think everything should run at a minimum of 60 frames nowadays. Um, but regardless it's beautiful it, it's got a wonderful story and i'm enjoying it and i can't wait to finish it i hear it has a wonderful twist at the end um the first one had a wonderful twist at the end as well so hmm. we'll we'll see how it goes seems pretty good uh, yeah sub to me on youtube if you want to watch a playthrough of it you know boom now you, you know only watch do. if you sub by the way that's the requirement there <laughs> don't don't just click in click everything everything like, like subscribe Promise me, you'll, promise me you'll promise me you'll come know. back yeah <laughs> all right cool i've been playing marvel snap now marvel snap is created by ben brode he's the guy who worked on hearthstone for a long time it's a card-based battler it's been out for mm, about a week now it's pretty good man it yeah. was out in early access for i think only android for a while it's now out on ios and it's also now in early access on steam and it's free to play. It does some different things. So with Hearthstone, you are playing very much like a 1v1. You attack your opponent, try to kill your opponent, and win. What Marvel Snap does differently is you are playing for control of three locations. 
on a neutral territory. So you're basically playing cards to gain power in each of these three locations. The person that controls more locations at the end of six turns wins. Super fast. It's like six six turns, which equals like three or four minutes of gameplay per match. And it has a really cool functionality with it where to win your match, you can basically win points towards your rank. So you win your match, you win two rank points. Awesome. If you feel confident at any time that you're going to win your match, you can snap Thanos style and say, I want double the points. And your opponent sees this snap and they know that the stakes are now raised. Once somebody snaps, you also have the opponent to snap. The opponent has the opportunity to snap as well. So there's this like the kind of like give and take gamble to it where when you actually snap, you're risking more, but your reward is potentially more as well. It's a very, very cool thing. I, I hope that I'm doing a decent job of like explaining it because you have a funky face. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, I, I get what you're saying. It, I just have a funky face because this does not sound like my game at all. Um, <laughs> That's true. Your face looks like me every time you talk about Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You've played probably more Destiny than I have. Maybe a little bit more but uh that's all in the past i played 2017's game in 2017 no you're gonna be hopping in when lightfall drops in february yeah that's true i do like a nice expansion but um yeah yeah, the snap functionality is cool it it tickles my gambling itch a little bit (laughs) with uh marvel snap and i don't know it's a card-based battle you have to be into that kind of thing i've sunk hours and hours into hearthstone and hearthstone has really fallen from grace it ended up suffering from a situation where that game would have like expansions so you would have like cards that would come in and out of playability basically if you wanted yeah. to play standard matches which is pretty similar to the way things work in like actual card games as well and something like magic or like pokemon but something about that being digital really fucking rubbed me the wrong way where if i stopped playing hearthstone for a while and i tried to come back into it there was like a literal paywall for me to have a competitive deck again and it relied yeah. on random fucking drops to get there. So I would have to buy packs and hope that I would get. There was no, like, set I could buy to just become competitive again. It was all, like, open up a ton of things and hope you get the stuff that makes the good deck. Um, so it got really money-hungry if you were playing Hearthstone yeah. at a decently high level. Snap is really cool where the only stuff that's actually monetized seems to be... Um, alterations like alternate versions of the cards so like you get a card like wolverine but then there's four different versions of it that you could buy for money that are different like looks um cosmetic wise and then everything else could be you know potentially over time unlocked via free-to-play mechanics just leveling up your cards and winning matches and whatnot but marvel snap really cool and not quite making my game of the year list but honestly a game that i've put in dozens of hours to already in the couple weeks that it's been out so uh i mean it's definitely good for card game people card game people are going crazy for this thing yeah i'm not a (laughs) card game person myself but hey i get it i get it a lot of my gaming right now has been like these kind of piecemeal games where i'm logging in and playing just like a couple hours a day while i wait for those big beef boys you know so i'm playing some dreamlight valley as well which got its first content update which was interesting 
At this point, I've sort of exhausted what there is to do in Dreamlight Valley, so I was really interested to see what an expansion for this game would look like. Completely free. There are zero dollars attached to this. Uh, the content update included um, Scar, their first new playable character, as well as an expansion to like the story quest of the game. All in all, I would say it was like four to eight hours of content, depending on how you play. And... Along with it did come some paid content, which is the form of, like, it's Battle Pass, essentially. Like, it gets, like, seasonal content. Um, nothing too crazy. It was, like, Halloween-themed. You know, you could un unlock some spooky stuff for your town or wings for yeah. your character. Nothing nothing out of control. Nothing revolutionary. But uh, interesting to see the trickle. I'm interested to see how often these updates come out because very, very quickly in Dreamlight Valley, I brought myself to the same point that I was at in that it's kind of like downtime mode. I can treat it like Animal Crossing and hop in once a day, you know, gather some random things, talk to some villagers if needed be, uh, but for the most part, I've got nothing to do in that game outside of, like, customize things, and I'm not a very creative person, so I don't do much of that. So it's kind of already after, you know, less than a week after the update is out, I'm already wondering where the next update is. I know that I'm the exception, not the rule there with how I play video games. There's probably a lot of casual players that are still enjoying that content, but cool to see. I want to see what's next and how this game is supported in the future. Overall, Dreamlight Valley, still on my game of the year list, refuse to let it drop. That's for sure. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to start the clock. Uh, I'm ready. It's time for the Destiny 2 minutes ready set go uh yeah so destiny 2 has their halloween event right now called festival of the lost um i got the gilded seal for it so i'll be buying that pin like a loser um but i'll be buying it um it's called ghost rider by the way so if you see me running around with ghost rider you know i put in like 20 hours into that event um but no it, the halloween event's all right um you just run lost lost sectors a bunch um it's very repetitive uh but it does have some good rewards uh they added a nice new sniper rifle called the macabre and it's like uh it's like if it, if neon genesis came into uh destiny uh so it's a very anime type sniper rifle makes very anime sounds they added like mech armor for all of your classes which of course you have to buy it it's like a skin uh but i bought it uh, because I like mechs and I think it looks cool. Um, but yeah, Destiny's at a, what? <laughs> Destiny's really fun right now. I'm really enjoying it. I've uh, been running a bunch of raids. I ran Vow of the Disciple the other night, which is from the Witch Queen. And man, let me tell you, you got to have a big brain for that raid. You got to either have a big brain or uh, just don't run it, honestly, because it's it's a tough raid. There's a lot of things to remember and a lot of mechanics in it, but it's very fun. It is probably the most fun I've had with a raid yet, but it's also been the most difficult raid yet. Um, but yeah, it's a great game. You need to play Destiny. If you don't play Destiny, you need to play it because it is, it is, it is, it is quickly climbing to like some of my, one of my favorite games of all time. End the Destiny chat. Boom, with 15 seconds to spare. Got it out of his system. And that does it for this month's Destiny 2 Minutes. I beat fucking Tinykin. But not only did I beat it, I got my second 100%. Technically, I got my first uh, 2,000, 1,000 gamer points, whatever it is on Xbox, the equivalent. I 100%ed and did all the achievements on Tinykin. Uh, first one that I ever did was last year for Ratchet & Clank. I got my first Platinum store trophy, which was fun. Tinykin, also on my game of the year list. 
fucking fantastic. It's like this year's best Nintendo game, and it's out on all consoles, and it's not a Nintendo game. Is how I describe Tinykin. It's just like this picturesque, perfect 3D platformer that kind of has inspiration from like Pikmin, Kirby, and Mario. It's a little bit of everything. It is the best 10 hours in video games that I might have played this year. It is perfect for what it is. I'm over here literally having an epiphany that maybe Tinykin should be higher up on my list. Like, <laughs> I like it so much. Now, even talking about it again, I am thoroughly impressed with it but I've talked about Tinykin at length it just goes to show you I wanted to prove prove how much I like it by getting a platinum trophy in addition to that uh, I wanted more sir, platinums sir you did not get a platinum trophy whatever I got my gamer score I did get another platinum trophy because I, oh, I you got did. this itch I got this itch man I was like I did the 100% for Ratchet and Clank got the 100% for Tinykin let me, let me Uno Masik can I get another one Astro's Playroom. I went through and I did all the fucking speed runs and I finished up the levels and the hidden collectibles that I was missing. What a great little chunk of free game. PS5 owners, yeah. if you're sitting on this thing, give it another go. If you didn't play all the Dude, way through it, it's really I awesome. Was, I was running a King's Fall raid and I kept getting messages from you of where you <laughs> beat my speed run time. I was like, I'm fucking gaming, bro. Me? Step up. You sent me up. like three of them. Um, and it was I didn't just, do that. That's automatic. Yeah. I guess it automatic. Yeah, well, it automatically sent it to me, and I'm like, he just beat me, and he sent me a message. Okay, cool. Oh, he sent me another message. Oh, if another it wasn't really automatic, and it gave me a prompt face. of like, hey, do you want to send Colin a message to tell him that you beat his score in Astro's Playroom? I would have said yes, but <laughs> I didn't deliberately. That's, uh, but that is that is fair. Great little video game. Um, now, I mean, this is kind of an alley-oop, but I've been playing Final Fantasy VII. Not much to say about it. It's a fucking classic. I want to get it under my belt before Crisis Core comes out in December. Really looking forward to that release, obviously, Crisis Core Reunion. So I've been playing the original Final Fantasy VII that I haven't played in a long time. And let me tell you, that game fucking holds up, baby. It is so, so good. I've been playing that on Twitch. It's also being uploaded to my youtube channel there's already like 11 parts to it it's hours and hours of content if you're interested in final fantasy 7 i urge you to check it out i'm having a really good time doing voices for all of the characters it's uh it's been a goofy stream it's been among my least popular streams that i've ever done in my life just because i'm doing them whenever i want they're not on my like yeah. scheduled time i'm not doing them at like i typically stream at like 9 p.m eastern time two three times a week and these I do at like 11 a.m. on like a Monday or like 3 a.m. on like a Thursday. <laughs> like I'm just like, ah, See, I'll play some fucking Final Fantasy. Now now you know how I feel with all of my streams because I just go <laughs> live whenever. Yeah, um, yeah, fuck it. It's worth it though. It's fun. Some people stop by. I'm having a blast. I'm entertaining myself. Zero people could come and I would have a blast streaming Final Fantasy VII, the original. But speaking of having a blast streaming Final Fantasy VII content, we played through Integrate together. Our second we gameless did. plays. Really, really what? fun. And that uh, episode is up. There's two episodes. It's about four or five hours of content. We played through all of the Yuffie stuff. And um, it was a blast. It's up on the Gameless YouTube channel. It's two parts. It's got some views, which is always exciting. And uh, we'll be looking at doing our spoilers for it really soon. But inter Integrate, up there. Gameless yep. Show. At Gameless up Show there. on YouTube. Confirmed. We got our little fucking tag, baby doing shit we're really doing stuff we transition right into the news because sure. i got another alley-oop it's an easy it's an easy transition we alley -oop. also on youtube 
unexpected reactions. We've had a lot of content, honestly, since our last game list episode, our last game list proper. Um, we've got the playthrough of Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Episode Intermission, the Yuffie stuff, two parts. And then we have reactions to the Final Fantasy XVI trailer, which is our highest YouTube-viewed video. It's only like 10 minutes long. It's basically a four-minute trailer and then us talking about it, which was awesome. And then reactions to the Resident Evil Showcase and the Silent Hill Showcase are also up there on YouTube. So an extra, I mean, if you're into game list content and you're looking for some more stuff, there's like eight or nine hours of additional stuff up on YouTube since our last show, in addition to this one getting posted now. So plenty happening over there. We can recap a little bit Resident Evil Showcase. What'd you think over there? Uh, Resident Evil 4 looking pretty nice, right? Yeah, it was good. It was an okay showcase. It didn't really need to be a showcase, but no, uh, Resident Evil 4... Less to show even than Silent Hill somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's very odd. Uh, Resident Evil 4 was good. I'm excited. That'll be a day mm-hmm. one. Um, yep. RE8 expansion. Uh, I mean, I this stuff is it. all in retrospect now because it's basically Resident Evil 4 was like the big showcase piece, which I think looks good. It looks too scary for me. It looks more intense than the original Resident Evil 4. Um, but the other stuff is basically out. You got the Shadow Rose DLC with the Resident Evil 8 Gold Edition that has like the third person mode addition to the first person mode. And then the Resident Evil Reverse game, which is now available as well too. Reverse? Reverse, bro. R-E- also, I saw a thing earlier. The Reverse game is, it had like 200 uh, players on Steam earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's dead in the water on release. So it's yeah, it's been dead in the water for a long time, basically. Uh, the Silent Hill showing was kind of interesting too. Silent Hill. I'll just run down what they announced. We talked about it at length, obviously, in the reactions. But Silent Hill Two remake from Bloober Team. Uh, Townfall, Exciting. which is the Annapurna one, no code is developing. They did stories untold and observation, which are apparently some pretty good indie horror games that people are excited about they did a deep dive on the return to silent hill movie not big on that the silent hill ascension is the most interesting thing to me colin and i are so dumb to me i think it's i think it's going to be unique and interesting flop it's going to be good and i can't wait to experience it with you my friend (laughs) and then silent hill f which silent hill the most interesting thing i think about that game more than i'd like i hate it dude it's really disgusting it's got yeah, weird it. flowers, and they Very make weird. me sick. And that girl's like face falls off, and it's yeah. just all really like nightmarish. And I wish it wasn't around. But that's it Which, for Res- uh, <laughs> Silent Hill. Well, Resident Evil. Silent Hill F is being developed by Neobards, and their most recent game is it's oh. Re Verse. Oh yeah, it's, it's literally Re Verse. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, tough times. So. Yeah, but I mean, Silent Hill's back. People have been asking for it for so long. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, there's not much to say on this stuff, just because um, I don't know. We don't really know that much outside of the. Well, we do know that that one. Uh, it's kind of funny in the in the when they were talking about Return to Silent Hill, the movie. Um, there the guy, the director, was talking about it, talking about how he wants to make something like new, and he was inspired to do something new with Silent Hill. And then he just proceeded to describe Silent Hill 2 as a movie. Um, so yeah, there's it was that. A little weird. Yeah, also, uh, Konami said that the reason that they are pushing Silent Hill so much right now is because him wanting to make a movie inspired them. So if it had not been for Return to yeah. Silent Hill, 
they said that they weren't going to make more games. And they said so they get is, offers like every year from different companies looking to reboot Silent Hill for them, and they keep on saying yeah, no. It's you know so Konami odd. over here, fucking their cup runneth over with new releases. I don't Konami know what the fuck is, is happening over uh, there. I have no clue, no clue. Uh, but Silent Hill looks good. We'll be talking about that more in the future. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, but mostly you and not really me. What I'll be talking about is Me for Speed Unbound. Uh, we talked about these next two things. We recorded our podcast last time, like the day before, two pretty big announcements. It was the Need for Speed Unbound trailer as well as the Mario movie trailer. Uh, and Need for Speed Unbound has been shown, they've shown gameplay now, they've shown customization. They've shown a pretty interesting racing game is what they've done. This is developed by Criterion. These are the devs behind... Burnout games back in the day. More recently, they did Need for Speed Hot Pursuit reboot and Most Wanted reboot in like 2012 and 2014, I believe, or 2010 and 2012. It's been a while since they've actually developed a game. I know a lot of that talent has since left. Old Criterion is not the Criterion that's around right now. But the game looks promising. It's got a really interesting art style. It's got a big collaboration with ASAP Rocky, including his car on the cover and his likeness in the game. People have been calling it like a cartoonish anime grungish aesthetic. I don't think it's quite anime, but it's along those lines. It's anime adjacent, like me. Um, it just looks unique. I, time will tell. The game launches December 2nd. Uh, there is EA Play Early Access, so if you have Xbox Live Ultimate, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you can play it early, so on November 29th. I will have, have impressions. Have they said if it's crossplay? I don't know. I think it is. It's, 20, it's 2022. Yeah, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was on there. Yeah, crossplay. I'm in then. Yeah, yeah, you're in? Yeah, I like really? racing games. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's race, bro. Uh, yeah. We're playing for pinks, bro. Yeah. And so it was. Sure. I don't know. Let's have a race. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm in. For sure. All right. Um, Mario trailer, what'd you think, dude? I actually think it looks pretty good. I do, um, too, yeah. I I'm going to go watch it. So I accidentally, so I posted, like, I did a reaction to the Mario Bros. movie trailer, and... In context, it's like a 35-minute thing where I'm like kind of talking about my hopes for it, then I watch it, and then I'm kind of like lukewarm, and I come around, and I reverse it, and I have a long conversation about what I hope it is and what I hope it's not, and overall, I'm like pretty cool on it. I'm pretty hype on it, and then I had to like, I, I've been posting a lot of like TikToks and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, follow me, uh, Jake Twitching on all social networks, and... Of all the things that I've posted, my, like, 30-second reaction to the Mario Bros. movie of, like, hearing Mario for the first time went, like, I don't know, not, like, viral, viral, but, like, across all platforms has, like, 35,000 views, which is, like, 34,750 more views than most of my <laughs> other stuff <laughs> most of my other stuff gets so it's a lot of views like in context to me and it's basically me like wincing every time chris pratt makes a sound and i think it makes me look like i don't like it as much as i do because overall i'm super into the mario bros movie and i think it's going to be a charming little release i think it'll be fine that voice is inoffensive which is the best thing that it could be it's nothing to write home about i don't think it's great i don't know what it would be like listening to charles martinet do actual mario for an hour and a half perhaps grading perhaps they're doing the right thing here i don't know we'll find out time will tell pretty cool i'm not running b-roll of that because i'll get flagged like a motherfucker i'll tell you that much um g4 doesn't exist anymore 
Yeah, who would have saw that coming? <laughs> Anybody. I don't know. I, I guess I had high hopes for it, but if you would have looked at their, you know, uh, Twitch page recently, you would see how many people were watching, and the answer was, you know, less than a thousand most of the time. And it's tough to sustain a Twitch page that has multiple employees or multiple people streaming from it at that rate, much less a entire cable network. So RIP to G4 once again. Uh, you tried, you failed, you tried again, you failed again. Maybe there's, maybe maybe there's some hope where I, I just don't think G4 needs to be like its own thing. I think that you can take what was good about G4 and spin it off into something. Like you can make like an Attack of the Show podcast or something like that. Maybe that G5. would be the way. Whoa, G5 podcast coming soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a pretty cool Splatfest coming, the second Splatfest, and it's a Pokemon collab. I fucking love it. It's literally your Splatfest options are grass, fire, and water. What is your starter? So it's a tie-in to um, November 18th, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This Splatfest takes place on Friday, November 11th through Sunday, November 13th. Colin, what you picking? Historically. Uh, if I had to pick anything, I'd be fire. Yeah. Okay. That's I like fair. Charizard. Or, and Ho-Oh. I'm a but water Ho-Ho's guy. Kind of... Ho-Ho's kind of, yeah, Ho-Ho's fire. Yeah. He's, you know, fire psychic, I think. But he's not a starter. That's okay, though. Yeah. We'll give it to you. It's I a fire mean, Pokemon. We to... We're not talking about starters here. Are we? Yeah, how many Pokemon starters can you name? Ready? Uh, Go. Po- okay. Gen um, 1. Squirtle. Yep. Charmander. Yep. Uh, Bulbasaur. Nice. Okay, so you got all three. Do you, you know the other starters, kind of starters from Gen 1? Pokemon Yellow um, and Pokemon Let's Go Blank and Blank. I'm gonna say, oh god, I've gotta, I've gotta dig. One of them is the most popular this. Pokemon of all time. Diglett. <laughs> yes, that is everyone's favorite starter. No, po- most popular uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu, yep. And Pokemon Let's Go. Eevee. Yes. Okay. I love cool. Eevee. Yeah. Now, Gold and Silver starters. Um. God, all I want to say is Fue Coco, but that's a new one. That's a new one. We'll give um, you credit. We're at four. We're at six. Um, hold on. I'm trying to think of other Pokemon. Um, oh, what's the monkey one? Ooh, good uh, one. The fire monkey. Um, yep. uh, Chim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're in it. You cook your steak too long, it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I, Chim- I've, 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 Chimchar. 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 Nice yeah. work. What about like um, uh? What about like the little blue blue guys? Little blue crocodile. Um. Oh God, it's trying to. Uh, you know, I I've played quite a bit of Pokemon the card game. I have like ah. a full collection of card. I prefer Pokemon the card game over any Pokemon video game. Nice. Um, but I I Look at can't all the new stuff we're learning right about Colin today. All right, yeah. we're gonna get we gotta get one more starter out of you. What about the little little mole looking guy? Little, oh, little um, God, I can't I cannot remember their names. Um, I'll I'll name off ones that I I know are not starters. <laughs> well, no, we're not just naming Pokemon now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is a very um, fun game and we need to think of a way to make this like a, a special i want to do like Mew. pokemon flashcards with you next episode or something like that okay that works 
I'll be uh, studying. Just learn the whole Pokemon rap. All right. All right. All right. Pokemon. Pokemon. Good segment, Pokemon. though. That was fun. Wolong Fallen Dynasty got a date. It's coming out March 3rd, 2023. Whoa. I played the demo of this. We talked about it last month or the month before. I'm hot on this game. This is from the Neo developers. And uh, yeah. in addition to its release date, it's coming out for Game Pass, which is the icing on the so cake. I was already yeah, in, and now I'm even more in. This is one to look out for. I really think it's going to review well and be pretty popular. Uh, I played what felt like a game that was ready to rip two months ago, and it still had six months to go until its release. So that's usually a pretty promising thing. Um, they've yeah. got more time in the can to polish it up, and I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty good little video game. All right. Witcher. CD Projekt Red. I was so harsh on CD Projekt Red a couple months ago when we talked about them announcing all their You games. know what? I'm going to be harsh on them here. Um, they got to stop announcing things. <laughs> like, they've just got to stop. Just, yeah, all, just make the game, tell us about a month before it comes out, and I'll be excited. Mm -hmm. Just, mm -hmm. they, they have announced far too much. So here, here's the theory right now. The theory is uh, Sony has approached them multiple times with an acquisition offer. So they said, we're going to take it internally. This is a theory. Um, but first, we're going to announce everything we possibly can to raise our prices, get acquired for more, and then not follow through on anything, probably. Um, I love CD Projekt Red. I love Cyberpunk. I love Witcher. But they've got to chill. They've got to chill. Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. And I cannot wait for more Witcher. But I I, I can't condone what they're doing here with... Yeah, it's crazy. Especially with the track record that they have recently. It's not yeah. not a great situation. No. Um, my hype is null here. Uh, show and prove. You need to release games that are 8s and 9s again before yeah. I start getting hype for your products. Uh, the exciting thing about this game is Unreal Engine 5, I think. We've not mm -hmm. really seen good Unreal Engine 5 games so far, yeah. um, but we will. We will soon. Um, yeah. But speaking of disappointing Witcher news. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I got that. I got a slide for that, too. Unless you have anything else to say. No, about the that was, game. That's, that's all I got. How, how stupid can Netflix be? I don't think it's on Henry Netflix, dude. No, it it is on Netflix. Henry Cavill is an amazing Witcher. He's an amazing Geralt, right? You don't yeah. think so? No, oh, I mean, okay. he's fine. I don't watch the Witcher. I think he's wonderful. Um, and his problem that he's been very outspoken about is the writers and directors of the show do not like the source material, so they want to keep changing things. Henry Cavill loves the source material. He loves the books. Henry Cavill's a giant nerd, and I respect him for it. Mm -hmm. and he's we all love henry pushing. cavill here yeah he i love henry cavill uh he's been pushing to make the show more accurate to the books because in the books Geralt's a very complex character but you know in the show he's just kind of like oh big i'm, I'm a big gruff man blah 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 blah, blah. anyways henry cavill wasn't happy with that so what it ultimately led to was him stepping out of the witcher for superman um i think it's less about his unhappiness with the role and more about the dump truck of nah. money i think yeah. it's i think it's more about his unhappiness than it is superman people take multiple roles all the time you know 
Mm. Like people have I think it, all sorts I think of it came down to, hey man, you can either shoot Witcher 4, which you're probably not even that thrilled to do anymore, which I think you're right to a point. Yeah, or I you agree. can come do Man of Steel 2 because James Gunn just, you know, whispered sweet nothings into your ear and Warner just backed up a dump truck full of cash and dropped it out your fucking front door. And it's a no-brainer. Uh, he's not known for I The mean, Witcher. The Witcher is a vocal minority that like what he's doing. Superman is a fucking global franchise. It's a no-brainer. It's a, it's a business it was, decision. I, I think he could totally... They could have worked out something to do both, but he didn't want to because he wasn't happy with the way that it was going. It's, it could be a little he bit saw, of column He a saw an off-ramp and he took it because yes. he's not happy with the way they're, they're going with the show. I agree. You want to talk but about shows Netflix, that are going in the right direction? <laughs> woo! The Last of Us, baby. Pedro Pascal is yeah. my daddy. I January love that, 15th, man. baby. We got a date. The HBO Sundays Cannot continue. Wait. All right, Dude, it's time that, to talk about HBO Sundays. Who's watching White Lotus? Uh, I'm not. You but you know be. what I am watching on HBO on Sundays? I've restarted Game of Thrones. I'm watching one episode. That's the stupidest thing. Of, We're in the golden era of television. I'm, you should start something new. I'm watching new. one episode a day until House of the Dragon Season 2 comes out. Foolish. All right. No. White Lotus is awesome. HBO Sundays always fucking deliver. And I'm pretty sure we're looking at House of the Dragon, White Lotus. There'll be a couple weeks off leading to January 15th where it'll be like New Year's and Christmas and all that. Then Last of Us will start off. Then it'll be fucking Succession Season 4. Oh, the gifts keep on coming. You know what else is coming out in February, I want to say? Is this a transition? Mandalorian Mandalorian Season 3. Oh yeah, or that's probably true. Four. I, I thought you were gonna say PlayStation VR, but PlayStation but VR. PSVR is coming out in February, which February is a full month if you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, go ahead and talk your crap about. No, the you do it, dude. I I. February twenty second, by the way. Yeah, February twenty second for the Mandalorian or the VR headset. I know VR is twenty second. Yeah. Okay. Um. The headset is $550 US, um, $50 more than the PS5, um, but I, I mean, if you look at the history, what went into the PSVR 1 and the tech jump that we've had, like this this headset's pretty stuffed with like high tech stuff. I mean, it's got eye tracking and everything. Uh, stuff that you don't really see very often under like the $1,500 mark. Um, so I think for what they have in this headset, it's a great compromise. It's a great price. I do think that they will be lowering this price probably before the end of 2023. Uh, they're going to hop on. They're going to cash out their early adopters, and then they're going to drop the price to get more adoption from a wider audience. Um, the launch lineup, I say, I think it's fairly solid. Um, they have announced certain games that you've bought on the PSVR, such as Pistol Whip. Uh, they're going to have a PSVR 2 version that you get for free because you already bought the PSVR version. Uh, so that's a per-developer basis. Um, again, we've talked about this in the past. You can't just play a PSVR game on PSVR 2 because they have completely different methods of tracking. It, it's not as simple as going from a PS4 controller to a PS5 controller. It's changing your input system entirely. Um, so it really does require a whole new game. Um, I think the lineup's good. It's got all the major bases covered, horror, shooter, um, puzzles. I don't know. 
uh what else did i say earlier platformers something weird um but it's definitely going to need to get more games before launch um there is horizon call of the west call of the wild call of the wild Ooh. call of the mountain um, call of the mountain dang it uh, those horizon names too good you're getting it mixed up with that superior yeah. series breath of the wild no big deal continue oh yes 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 of course um the sequel to wait, Horizon 2, The Fall of the Mountain. Dude, you know what's funny is... Wait, when is when is Tears of the Kingdom coming out? Is that March? May, May 12th or something. May 22nd May, or something. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, Tears Video of the game. Kingdom's coming out a day after Fall of the Mountain. <laughs> That'd be so fucking good. <laughs> they are going to get fucked by something because February's wild right now for video game releases. Yeah, February's tough. But I, I think it's a solid headset. I think it's going to be fun. I, I do enjoy VR. Although I don't play it enough, I mean, you can see my uh, my Oculus back there, and I've got the PSVR one in the living room. Um, but yeah, I th- I'm happy with it. Uh, it is a little expensive. Everybody's probably in a tough spot right now financially with how things are going. But uh, it's a kind of it's a pretty it's pushing the bar forward on VR, and that's exciting. It is a dog shit launch. It's my turn, baby. <laughs> it is so reprehensible dude i can't believe that they're throwing this thing out the door i don't understand why people are going to be the only people that are going to be interested in this are individuals who have no other option for vr and want it as a novelty i just don't understand the appeal the library is piss poor off of the jump i think the biggest problem that it has is that the psvr is more expensive than any next-gen console. You need a next-gen console, current-gen console, to utilize it in the first place. And outside of Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is not a full fucking video game, it's probably a maximum 10-hour experience, right? Like, it, we know this. We, this does not look like Horizon 3. This is not Horizon 3 that's exclusive. This is like a glorified tech demo Horizon spin-off side game. Um, uh, Miles Morales size at max outside of Horizon which uh, I'll be honest it's the most appealing game that they have there is nothing else there isn't even a carrot wait wait we'll get there we'll get there I've got profiles on all 11 of these fucking games I'm ready but what's next what is next what's next what's next they announced the playstation 5 you've got a bunch of fucking games that are announced that are coming that you're excited for final fantasy 16 is coming final fantasy 7 rebirth is coming wolverine spider-man 2 miles morales is here is ready to rip gran turismo the list goes on and on there's so many things in the pipeline that you're excited to get this console for to to do in the future god of war ragnarok is coming out psvr 2 has nothing I don't mean things that we're not interested in. I mean zero games on the horizon. Nobody knows what's coming next. I can't believe they haven't had a fucking showcase. So let's look at what we do have. What we do have is two extra potential exclusives. They're not even confirmed as exclusives. I just couldn't find evidence that these games were coming out anywhere else. It's a Dark Pictures spinoff. Again, smaller game, not even a full fucking experience. It's a smaller experience based off of a smaller experience game. Dark Pictures Switchback. Potential exclusive. The other one is Crossfire, which is a smaller game spinoff of an existing franchise. That's a potential exclusive. Then we have Call of the Mountain, which is the big flagship exclusive. I get it. If if money was no object and I could just hop into this, it would be the most excited I was for any Horizon game ever. After that, we have Tentacular, 
already released on every other VR platform. We have Jurassic Park, already released on Oculus, even being ported to the fucking Switch right now. We have City Skylines VR, which came out in 2015. We have Light Brigade, also coming to PSVR 1. We have Cosmonius High, already available on everything. We have Hello Neighbor, also coming to PSVR 1. We have Pistol Whip, already on everything. Zenith, already on everything. And After the Fall, already on everything. I just don't understand what warrants a $550 purchase of PlayStation VR 2 so, right now. I think I think um, some of your points are valid, but we do have other things coming. We have Walking uh, Dead Resident Saints Evil VR confirmed. Okay, okay. Um, you're right. There, There's talks about Half-Life Alex. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's That Half-Life Alex is a VR. rumor at best. They would say something if they had that locked um, down. I, I think you're more mad about just not having a showcase than anything. Like, I mean, I am a little mad back, about not having a showcase, but I just don't think, I don't know. I, I am a sucker for being like an early adopter and stuff. And I would like to get hyped. I wanted a PlayStation VR headset when it came out. I wanted to try that Iron Man game. Like there were reasons for me to be excited for that when it came out. And I just don't see it here with this PSVR too. It's see, more expensive. The tech is better, no doubt, but it's less interesting to me. I know where your paradigm shift, though, is what happened is if we look at the PS4 and Xbox One launch versus the PS5 and Xbox Series X launch, Mm. this is a PS4 launch. It's not backwards compatible. It's got to build up its all new an all new library. Mm. Like if you look at this launch, like aside from PS5 and Xbox Series X, it's just a normal console launch. Like we're used well, it's a normal now, console we got, launch that we got requires treated, a normal console to run. We got treated with the Xbox Series X and PS5 by the fact that they could play the PS4 library. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they couldn't play the PS4 and Xbox library, it, we would have been in the same scenario. We would yeah. have been in the scenario How much where of a games are coming out make? where they've already come out. Yeah, I, I feel like even still, it, outside of like Half-Life Alex and maybe like astro and like the iron man game like what else could they put on it for existing vr titles that were backwards compatible that would like i guess beat saber like is the other like gigantically big one beat saber but we also have to realize like vr is a very i don't want to call it niche but it's it's a it's a it's a community that is very like turned inward. Like we don't hear about the big hits of VR. Yeah. We only hear about regular console hits. Like there's tons of huge games that are VR games that we just don't know about because nobody talks about them, but they're big games. Like sure. tons of people play them. Yeah. Um, it just seems so like off to me. It seems it, like it seems tone deaf to me. I, I don't know, like, what would you change at this at this launch then? I would have a better plan for what's to come. I would have flagship titles that they're working on. I would have a God of War game. I would have integration with the next three big PlayStation 5 games that are coming out. I would have integration with PlayStation Plus Premium about how this and this game are actually coming to this platform for free. I would have more integration with the upgrade system that is like right now the narrative is this thing is not backwards compatible when individual publishers are actually taking it upon themselves to offer free upgrades show that tell that 
Like that needs to be at the forefront here. You need to change the narrative because I think there's a lot of people that are talking about this thing like I am and less people that are talking about it like you are. And they need to attack that head on. I think the problem is, is I've read the small print and the blog post and you haven't. <laughs> I, what do you see? I think the small print is talking about how they're they're gonna be supporting it and like how these developers yeah, have but, chosen to port well, their stuff over. No, I understand that it's there, but that's exactly what I'm saying is that nonetheless, yeah. there's you can't rely I mean, on you can't rely on public also, to read the fucking fine print. It's also print. the the question of I mean, what's the plan in the future? I mean, that's all fine and good. We don't know the plan yet, but I mean, mm -hmm. the next time they have a conference, we'll know it. Should they have had it before they announced the PSVR 2 release date and price? Yeah, Probably. I mean, and time I will tell. Will will there be something that happens before? I'll, I'm ready to eat my words. I'd be happy to do so if they can do something before this thing drops. But I think that the launch is going to be... It, it's interesting because PSVR came out and it sold a million fucking units. And they said we should have yeah. made more of these and it was sold out for months and months. And then I think it still shipped like 2.5 million over like its first like calendar year or something like that. Like it had staggering results that were surprising and it kept momentum and it rolled up. And I think that might happen. I think that the sales this time around will be less. There are less PlayStation 5s in the world than there are PlayStation 4s at the moment. And that yeah. there were when the PlayStation 4 dropped. This thing has a higher barrier of entry in a lot of different ways. Not only just price point, but with those units that are actually available. I think that we will see an even slower roll, and I think that maybe that's deliberate. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that you might be onto something with the price decreasing in the near future. There's a lot of variables, and I, I don't know exactly how it's all going to turn out, but I will just say from, like, I'm I'm your guy. Like, I'm I'm who you're probably marketing to. Like, I'm on the cusp of VR. I like spending a lot of money on dumb shit all the time. Like, I am not above doing this. If you, like, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm willing to spend money on, like, cool stuff all the time that is fun that sits on my shelf and collects dust after eight hours. Like, I drop $70 on a game that I play for six hours on stream twice and then never fucking play again all the time. I'm not above PlayStation VR 2, but it, it's not even selling me. And I feel like I'm the easy target. If it's not selling me, who the fuck is it selling to? I love it. Advertise to me, baby. I'm ready to buy. And that's it for PlayStation VR talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to formulate a, like a question of like, what would sell you? Uh, I guess what I was talking about, like, I, I need a, I need a carrot for the future. I need to know what's in the pipeline for PlayStation VR 2. I think if they said Half-Life Alex and Beat Saber, if like a couple of those big pillar VR experiences were playable on PlayStation VR 2, it would be nicer. Not even for me, but for people that are thinking about taking the VR plunge would do this. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that this is a wired fucking experience in 2022 uh yeah it is wired um which, which I, mean, I mean i don't really you're mind. looking at isn't it like 300 bucks for like a quest that's wireless yeah. and doesn't require a console and stuff like i think it's like a tough yeah, ask, but man. but quest quest the quest doesn't have the tech that this has no i'm that's sure it difference. doesn't but to the average fucking johnny consumer out there that's looking for a vr headset for fucking little bobby joe yeah, Christmas, but if you're if you're getting a Bobby Joe chance. headset, you're not going to get this one anyways. 
No, no. Like this would not. never be the Bobby Joe headset. No, and they're not looking to be. I understand that, but it's just yeah. more. I'm just looking to knock it more to prove my point. But I, I, I don't know. A God of War VR, some sort of franchise that people care about. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I'm more, sure more there plans will be for the future. In the future, it's just the VR development like community is much smaller than the you know the conventional development right yeah, so yeah. there are going to be less games yeah, on I don't VR know. And, uh, it's like i'm not mad at it you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm i'm coming off like i've got something to prove against the playstation vr which isn't my goal i like i guess i'm like disappointed like i want to be into it i want to do- go drop 600 bucks and be happy about it but at this point i feasibly can't like i, I can't justify yeah, that purchase at this point is all it really boils down to all right enough playstation I- vr I will say if you should definitely check out Pistol Whip somewhere because it's my favorite VR game ever. I mean, um, play, uh, that's I don't know, I have an Oculus Rift or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's on. Uh, I have it on Quest and on PlayStation, and it's uh they're adding the trigger, like they have the resistant triggers on the oh, sense yeah, yeah, controllers. Oh yeah, like the sense. Yep. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be very excited to play that one day. I mean, I'm not I'm not buying this at launch either. No. I don't have the money to buy it at launch, no, but one day I'll I'll grab it. We got a last bit of news. Did you catch this today? This is kind of new. I did. Joseph, Joseph Ferris. Ferris, my man. Yeah, talking that shit. Video Games Chronicle interview. The quotes are, these are the ones that are making around. It's a long interview. I urge you to read it. But the big quotes are, get ready for me, man. I'm coming. Trust me, it'll blow your fucking mind. In typical Joseph Ferris love that kind uh, of fashion it'll be a surprise in a good way and it'll be something really fucking cool all of this coming out just a mere month before the game awards 2022 we doing that bro i will not be attending it takes place a week before my finals yeah um, but are we doing are we gonna stream it oh absolutely yeah you can't miss it you yeah. can't miss it uh that's thursday december 8th uh yo you want to do yo. day of the devs tomorrow Day of the Dead. What time? The 1 p.m. my time, so noon for you. Mm, uh, yeah, that should work. I, I bet it's going to be kind of boring. I know Sea of Stars is going to be there, though. Uh, it's, did, Day yeah. of the Devs happens twice a year, once during the summer, once during like the winter, and it's like done by Double Fine. It's mostly indie developers that are all Double working Fine on... Like, I am 8-bit. I am 8-bit, yep, yep. Um, it's usually cool, and there's usually some stuff to see that like I wouldn't see otherwise. I do like watching it, especially during the off-season. Day of the Devs doesn't stand out very much when it happens alongside like the PlayStation and Microsoft conferences. When it happens during its own time like this, it allows, I think, eyes to be placed on things that are usually looked over, you know? Things that I wouldn't yeah. pay attention to during those really busy months. But it's always cool. It, it might be the only chance that I have to see some of these games that I would otherwise not even fucking know about. So yeah. maybe, we'll, uh, yeah. maybe we'll stream that tomorrow. Get that up on the yeah. YouTube channel. Day of the Devs. Um, but yeah, Joseph Ferris. I, I bet we see him at the Game Awards. Friend of the show at this point. Via Keeley, who's friend of the show. He's friend, so, you know, Kojima. I've spoken to uh, Joseph before. See? Told you guys. Yeah. Friend of the fucking show. You know what? He doesn't remember me. Too good. All right. Listen, hey, look, we're barking up our shortest game list ever in one of the busiest months ever, but we'll have plenty more content coming for you. Well, it's it's a busy month if you play Call of Duty, okay? Correct, correct. (laughs) Uh, But we'll have, I mean, it's because we're on the precipice. It's hype time. 
We have yeah, we're, one we're real close. week, baby, until Sonic, until God of War. But for right Sonic. now, we can look at PlayStation Plus games coming out this month, Neo 2, uh, the Harry Potter Collection, which is both of them for the PlayStation 4, and then Heavenly Bodies, PlayStation 5 and 4. Then it's time yeah. for the... Have you ever played uh, Human Fall Flat? No, but I've heard that word. Oh, it's... Have you ever played Gang Beast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, think of Heavenly Bodies like one of those silly, like, uh, jelly body games. Party um, game kind of thing? Friends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny. Cool. Uh, shit show at the Fuck Factory. We've got Praetorians HD Remaster and Dead End Job. It's a $36.98 value with 2,000 in-gamer score available to you oh for free. Oh, my goodness. Just go away. All right. November 4th is Harvestella. November 8th is Sonic Frontiers. November 9th is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but on November 11th, a Tactics Ogre Reborn, the remaster of Tactics Ogre, is coming out. Yeah. Pentiment on the 15th. That's also on... Game Pass, Goat Simulator coming out on the 17th, The Devil Inside Me, <laughs> The Devil hey. in Me, coming out on the 18th, the same day as Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. As far as we go, I don't know. I wonder if, obviously we'll have a new episode coming out uh, towards the beginning of December. Let's just leave things open for right now to like, Maybe you and I get together and, like, if you get 10 or 15 hours into God of War and we're both at, like, a point where, hey, we have an hour and a half, you want to just, like, talk about God of War and Sonic real quick? Maybe, like, we can get, like, a gameless mini going on sometime in between now and the end of the month. Like, I don't want to... That game comes out and I'm about to sink a ton of hours into it and part of me doesn't want to wait three weeks after I've, like, put in 40 hours to talk about it. Yeah. We can figure out if our, you know if everything matches up and we can make it happen. But I feel like we can probably find a time where if it's not planned, if it's just casual, I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you at in God of War? You want to talk about hey, it? Bro. I, I bet bro, we can just did. make something happen. Yeah. That's my Wait guess. All right, cool. More gameless content coming your way. If you want to help us out, subscribe to us on a social network, primarily YouTube or your podcast feed, rate us, review us, you know, hit the thumbs up button, press subscribe, tell a friend. Hey, bro. Uh, we're gameless hey, bro. show everywhere. Hey, hey bro. What? We didn't go over our top 10 list. Oh! But I got it. You know it. We gotta have it. it. All right. It's all good. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for me is number one. Elden Ring, number one for you. Number two, Legends Arceus for me. Destiny 2 for you. Destiny 2! You freak. Uh, Elden Ring for it. me at three. Horizon Forbidden West at three for you. Drop down uh, one. Four, Splatoon three. Citizen Sleeper for you. Five, Grounded coming through. And Playtale Requiem, our two games of this month, are both coming in in the top five. I like that. Yeah. Uh, rounding out my top ten is Shredder's Revenge, Tinykin, Dreamlight Valley, Kirby, and Live Alive. Rounding out yours is Cult of the Lamb, Lego Star Wars, Ghostwire Tokyo, Stranger of Paradise, that's going to drop off the end, and Stray. No doubt. Yeah. Probably Stranger Paradise and Ghostwire, I imagine, will be dropped for God of War and Callisto Protocol. Mm. That's mm-hmm. just a. That's a oh, guess. I keep forgetting that Callisto Protocol is coming out. All right. Early I already December. told people how to follow us together. How do they follow you individually? Uh, look at look 
look do at colleen underscore literally anywhere i'll be there twitch twitter youtube um anything pretty much fuck yeah, yeah. uh look i am jake the... twitching like twitching with no g on all platforms primarily uh these days I got to add TikTok on there. I'm posting a lot of stuff on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube right now. All of my VODs on Twitch are going on YouTube. Also, on Twitch, I'll be streaming Sonic Frontiers and God of War. There's a lot of content coming up, baby. I'm really looking forward to it. You remember what you're doing for your trademark sign-off? Fimbo winter. Fimbo winter. Fimbo winter.